Okay. You said it's hard. Yeah, we're starting. We're doing this. It's happening. We are recording. Oh boy. Okay. God. This is what I deal with on a daily basis. It is. It is exactly what you deal with on a daily basis. You can't even get a proper soundboard. You have to like play a soundboard into your microphone. Hey, you know, I could do the right thing, which would be the 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 good thing. But sometimes it's just fun to do this because, well, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. Well, considering the fact that we're doing this entire episode again because I fucked up the audio on the last one, and now you're starting the whole podcast up by fucking up the audio on this one, it's awesome. <laughs> How am I messing up the audio? Yeah, well, we... Uh, I'm bringing we re- something. I'm bringing, I'm bringing a, a note of levity to an already dark podcast. An already dark podcast. Well, if you were with us last week, you got a great episode on Captain America 374. Oh, yes. And Daredevil showed up in the middle of Captain America 374. Yes. And and was like, hey, we had an adventure. Yes. Uh, Check out Daredevil to see what we did. Yes. And it all happened before that issue. Whoa, that's right. It did because it was before. See what we did. Or was it in the middle? Well, I mean, kind of it was in the in the middle of the story, perhaps in the middle of that storyline or maybe even before that story even took off. I don't know. It's kind of hard. to But tell. we don't really know. Maybe really it know. was when Agent Carter called Captain America to let him know that the Black Widow would be looking for him and then called Black Widow and was like, hey, Captain America's out here with Diamondback lady. And so you shouldn't attack them. That didn't happen. Oh, OK. So it maybe happened. it was before Battlestar went back to see his mentor. Yes. And got captured. Yes. But after Captain America yelled at everyone. Maybe. Maybe. What if Captain America never met the super racist character called Napalm? Then we might not ever have a story. Oh, OK. So that would have been a bad what if story. Are you yes. going to keep doing that? Yes. Great. I had to take car rides with this person. Yes. I just want everyone to know that who's listening. So we are now at Daredevil 283, which is happening somewhere in the timeline of Captain America in 1990. Yes. 1990 something. Cap and Daredevil are hanging out, having a buddy hang in upstate New York. (laughs) Well, anyway, Daredevil is on the front and because it's his magazine. Yeah. And Captain America is also there, too. Yeah. And And it looks like they're they're holding up a mountain. They're holding up a mountain. Uh, It looks like they're saving the guy from uh, the 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 Gremlins movie who has the snowplow when the Gremlins like attack him. And he's like, no, go fight. That's entirely possible. I mean, he looks he kind of looks like him, but I could be wrong. Well, in this case, I don't know how Captain America and Daredevil have the superpowers to hold up a mountain. Like, what are Daredevil's superpowers? Mountain holding and uh, um, looking awesome in a red suit. No, I was sort of like, seriously, oh. what? Are oh, Daredevil's yeah. Superpowers? I mean, he's 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 got the ability to like sense things and he's like heightened senses. And, um, you know, he's essentially like all the Ninja Turtles wrapped into one. I see. So he likes right? pizza. Yeah. As if okay. you didn't know that already. I didn't. This is the first Daredevil comic book I've ever read. <laughs> oh, yeah. OK, yeah. So. So, yeah, he, he likes pizza. He's all the Ninja Turtles wrapped into one. Um, he 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 can't see. So he um, he's he uh, he uses his heightened ability of sense. OK, to, like I to, may have read a Daredevil comic book that was like part of a crossover or something, uh-huh. but. Like, this is the first one I've ever intentionally picked up and read because it was Daredevil. And in this case, we're only reading it because it was part of the Captain America storyline. So I guess technically it's still in crossover territory. Technically, yeah. But after reading this, you're like, oh, man, maybe I should read some more Daredevil. No. Yes. And, and I mean, this is infinitely better than the Captain America comics that we are reading. But right. at no point did I think I should go pick up the entire run. 
Nah, not the whole entire run, but more, more. <laughs> sure, maybe more, more. You should read more. Well, and Ascenti is a definitively better writer than. Yeah. Yes, yes, this is true. Well, anyway, we've got <laughs> uh, a man wearing the American flag as a cape. And he's like, listen to me, America. I'm an immigrant. I came to the country and I had a dream. I dreamt the American dream. I dreamt it a wonderful of a wonderful invention. The world. Wow. I don't oh, want to yeah. read all this. It's Let's just lot. say I know I'm trying. It's a rough day, everyone. I can't even read dialogue. But what I can tell you is this comic is called The American Nightmare. But this guy had a dream. And it was written by Anne Desenti, penciled by Mark Bagley. Williamson and Morgan are the inkers. Sounds like a cigarette. <laughs> uh, Williamson and Morgan 100s. Yeah. Uh, Clem Robbins is on letters. Uh, Sheil Rashk is on colors. Ralph Macchio is the editor. Ah, the same oh, That's the, the Captain America yeah. books. Yeah. Ah, ah. Uh. There we go. What did Ralph Macchio just get all the shitty books that weren't selling? Was that? Maybe he got all the good books. Well, admittedly, that, yeah, not selling doesn't mean you're a shitty book, right? Some of the best comics of all time didn't sell. But, mm -hmm. yeah, Tom DeFacco is the editor. Thank you for Spider Clones. Yes. Well, anyway, this guy's here, and he's a like, dream this is, is I a think nightmare. of the American dream. And he looks pretty chill in this picture. Like, he's just standing on some steps, right? Do you yeah. think he's at the, in, the, in Washington, D.C.? or I think, like, you know, it could be, like, I mean... If anything, he's like, you know, it could be in Washington, D.C., it could be in Philadelphia and the Rocky Steps or whatever, you know. Oh, well, if you turn the page, it doesn't look so good. I'm in the wrong view. <laughs> normally, yeah, you are oh. normally in the wrong view. But yeah, no, uh, he's jumping he off a building, jumps off the building with the American oh. flag and Captain America is standing at the bottom going, we're too late. And Daredevil goes, Victor. And oh, what is going on with Daredevil's face? He's got a five o'clock shadow. It looks like they just drew li straight lines on his face. Yes, it does look like straight lines on his face. Is that how you draw hair? Like, I, 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 like, I don't know. I'm seriously asking. I, I honestly I, I'm, I'm looking into my my how to draw how to draw people book. And uh, it says you could you could you could do that. You have a how to draw people book sitting next to your computer. I do. I don't think it says you can do that, though. Sure it does. Are you going to contest the How to Draw People book? Well, who wrote slash drew the How to Draw People book? Some cool dude. Okay. Well, we <laughs> turn the page and we have Captain America embracing. That's not Captain America. Oh, sorry. Daredevil. Daredevil. He's hanging out in the woods. Yeah. With like uh, Mr. Immortal. Some woods people. <laughs> and... The guy that holds the door in Game of Thrones. Oh, Hordor. And uh, one of the druggy kids from the Teen Titans books. Uh-huh. And it looks like, uh, is that Godiva, like from the Super Friends comics? Could be. She had really long hair. Yeah, could be. I don't know. She's wearing some epic 80s stretch pants. Very. I think you would wear those, actually. Oh, probably. I have. Yeah, I, I have mean, some, this is very clear. I have some stretch pants. <laughs> I mean, you're going to wear this to the next convention we go to, right? Yeah, I'll pull them out. Well, anyway, I have no idea who these people are. And I don't know. just leaves anyway. So <laughs> he just, just jams out. He's like, see you guys later. And they're like, he's so cool. He's so broody. We must have found out in the previous issues how awesome he was. But we don't really know here. Yeah. It's a transition. Yeah. And then we see Captain America just posing and walking uh, in a city area. Yeah. Just walking down the street, being cool. And they're in upstate New York. How would you, for uh, growing up on the East Coast originally, define upstate New York? That seems like a large, broad area to me. So, like, when people think New York, they think, like, oh, the city, upstate New York is definitely not that. It's more, like, more rural-ish so um i guess like in comparison to like uh for us in the pacific northwest it'd be like bellingham to seattle <laughs> okay so that's so i guess that's why daredevil's in the woods but then captain america is walking through what looks like new york city 
Oh, no, it's like, I mean, like I said, Bellingham to Seattle. So it's still still got a city, but it's it's not the city and it's out of the city, but it's it's not. I've been in a lot of Bellingham sized cities and never saw a a newspaper stand. Um, Did you go there in the 70s, the 80s or the 90s? Yes. And did you walk the streets? In fact, I've never seen a newspaper stand outside of Washington, D.C. Yeah, I've seen newspaper stands in New York, Washington, D.C., Chicago. I believe you're pretty okay. (laughs) And and Bellingham. Well, no, I'm just I'm, I'm saying like, I mean, it's depending on the time frame. And I mean, you could I'm looking at the kind of stuff that this that this uh, this this newspaper stand is selling it could be i mean i've i've seen when i was up up at when i went up to the college up there they had a lot of um various things on the quad and stuff like that and they had i wouldn't say it was a newsstand that looked like this but they were passing out uh magazines and other things like that in a um well this guy seems to be selling them so well anyway this this i mean quick Correct me if I'm wrong, but this seems to be like two people that live in New York drawing what they think upstate New York might look like if I it mean, was New York. If it was if if it was if it like if it's Syracuse or something like that or uh, Buffalo, then it's more like a city, right? But when I think upstate, is that, Buffalo and, upstate New York? Yeah, yeah. Buffalo or is like Albany, Albany, Buffalo, Syracuse are all considered upstate New York. So and they like, all have a they're all city like. Well, this is what I was trying empty. to narrow down here, though. Right. Like you're basically saying anything that's not New York City is upstate New York. Yes. Like the entire state. Yeah. I mean, but most people but most people that are like, oh, when they think New York, they think like, oh, it's it's this. It's like the city. But then you have these areas that are like they might have a downtown area that has a specific area that might seem like they've got them. I mean, dude. Okay. Well, I want this to be Buffalo then. That's okay. There you go. (laughs) All right. So now Captain America is walking through the town and he gets a magazine and he squishes it up. He's like, not again. We broke international law invading Panama. Now we're breaking the law again with this fabricated drug war. I'm so very confused. Well, because he's he's seeing something that, you know, he's like, oh, wow, it's um, I explained it a lot better on the last time we recorded this episode. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that because Captain America has been fighting the drug war in he's his own fighting, magazine. He's been fighting the drug war in his own magazine. But maybe this is a moment in which he realizes that quite honestly, impossibly, there might be an issue with how they're going about it now. This might this is why I believe that this is either not in the same time frame of the magazine that we're reading right now, i.e. slightly beforehand. And that's why he goes out to maybe he's not trying to, quote unquote, change things, but he's he's calling out not the streets of America, but he's saying that they're going after places that are not that they're in Central America, South America. But in the next podcast, which we certainly haven't recorded yet. But in the next podcast, we realize that, which is the next issue of Captain America, we realize that Daredevil comes to see Captain America because of how Captain America is reacting in this issue. So they established this is in the middle of the other story, in the middle of the Streets of Poison story. Like they established that in three in three seventy four and three seventy five. Well, I say they 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 firmly established this story fits in the timeline. Then. Then at some point, the editors who are both are the same editors for both books should have that they should have had a discussion with their writing teams for these two different books and said, this is what Cap is going through. Make it fit (laughs) because they are two. It's like it's like building, uh, putting Legos and Lincoln logs together. That's one good way to put it. Yeah. Like I was thoroughly confused by this. Well, as Captain America gets mad, he gets unmad because this guy comes in with this cool car made of all recycled American products. Yeah, garbage car. And it runs on harmonics. 
It can fly. Harmonics. And it doesn't require oil. What? Oh, he's going to get big oil so mad at him now. And this guy made it just because he had a dream. He calls it the Harmony Car. Ah, oh, it'd be better if it ran on Harmony. But that'd be corny. Uh-huh. This is the point where when I edit the podcast and Audacity takes out the silence, like, we should probably leave it there. But why? So. <laughs> I didn't know what that button did. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. I didn't. I didn't know what it did. It didn't. It didn't. It did. It just like it looked like a face. So I just like hit the button. I thought it was a laughter. It was not well, a laughter. Anyway, Captain America is thoroughly impressed with the Harmony car and it flies away and it works. And then Captain America looks up and is like, hey, that's Daredevil. Why is he here? But I that Daredevil looks. Sus- why is Captain America there? Yeah, why is Captain America there when he should be in his own town doing his own thing? And why does Daredevil look like Spider-Man? I'm confused. A lot of confusion here. And, and why does Captain America is why is he concerned about what Daredevil is doing? But like, I'm I'm just uh, we do we ever get an explanation of why Captain America just randomly shows up in this town? Why is he falling? Well, because he heard. I I will tell you why. Okay, you want to know? Sure. He had a craving for Hostess pies. He heard there was Hostess pies here. <laughs> <laughs> and he also heard that the Hulk was on the hunt for him, too. So he had to get him before the Hulk did, because that guy can throw down a serious hurt on Hostess pies. And if he didn't get there first, Cap wouldn't get any. And if he gave the Hostess pie wrappers to this dude, he could make a car. Exactly. And by giving them to him, that is harmony and this car runs on harmony oh god or harmonics i don't know how harmonics works is it like magnets isn't that how the vulture powers his costume i don't know we'll find out we'll have to look it up aren't we just making a vulture car yeah oh it's a vulture car could be it floats I mean, it flies I, it's I made feel of like garbage. this whole idea is is very old in marvel comics like it's yeah, back you know. to like 64 could be could be i thought i mean like the the didn't captain america like fly around on a floating bicycle it's not powered by harmonics it was powered by quiet engines they clearly covered that in 372 cats farts I, i'm just saying that's what they said i can only go with what mark grunwald tells me in the books fair that's enough. What he tells me in the books fair enough well i mean you could well be right there could be a lot of harmony going on like cats there's farts. a lot of harmony between these writers in this editing team clearly i know right? I know. See, the more the more I point out these things, the less and less you like the book. <laughs> I know. You know, there was a point where I actually sort of liked this book, like as an interlude. You're like, oh, this is great. And then I point out a couple things. You're like, whoa, why? Honestly, as a standalone story, it's fine. If I yeah. ignore everything else that's going on. Oh, yeah. The bad part is there's all these other things going on and they choose to reference it, right? If they had right. just wrote a story where Captain America just shows up in this book uh-huh. and they give him some reason for being there and then Daredevil never shows up in Captain in America. The other book. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're golden, but this is weird. You just got like, yeah, it's Daredevil's hanging out doing his thing in upstate New York, which doesn't make sense to me unless there was like a, a preference, uh, like a uh, it, it prefaced it in the previous book, which we didn't read. So we wouldn't know. And then we don't know why Cap is here. Well, and you may dead. have been reading, you know, maybe they're trying to get Daredevil sales up. They're running Captain America twice a week. So maybe they're trying to get eyes on Daredevil over here, which would make sense. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So. Uh, you know, and there and Bullseye is in the the Captain America story, so and Bullseye is yeah, and show up at some point. Yeah, and Bullseye's a Daredevil bad guy, and Daredevil's a big fan of Bullseye. I don't think he's a big fan. I don't think he's. A... Well, anyway, this car's made, and we flip a couple pages, and bingo, Man. bingo! Now this dude is having all sorts of trouble. The IRS is on his ass. The FBI shows up to immigration. His house. They're trying to get him out of the country. Yeah, don't well, make something he... that works. Don't make something that works you. and flies on dreams and 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 and, and, and garbage because the I, big oil the I come is coming to get you. Yeah, the FBI is coming to get you. Nancy Reagan saw this in a message from her astrologer, and she's got the IRS and the FBI on on it. Yeah. Do you think she? 
do you, do you think that uh, she she contacted Rantha? Probably. Oh my god! I don't think any of these listeners know who Rantha is, so we probably should just slide okay. right past that joke. All right. But- all right. If you're from the Northwest, you know who Rantha is. If you've been to Yelm, Washington, otherwise you're listening to this and you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? I know. I um, know. Trust us. You don't want to know. You so, don't want to know. Well, anyway, Daredevil is spying on this dude from a tree and he sees the FBI and, and he Captain America is spying is on Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. He knows he's lying based off his heartbeat and he hears another heartbeat, which is Captain <gasps> America. Double heartbeat, double rainbow. And so he identifies him. He's Captain America. And he also says, what's that odor? It's cocaine on the G-Man. Uh, yeah. Does he mean to plant it? Ah, so. Uh-huh, yeah. He's going to go in there and put the drugs in the guy's house. So he's got a reason to arrest him. Based on our read so far of the story, how do you think Anne Nascenti feels about the government? Not so great. She thinks the government is bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thanks, Greg, for that outstanding analysis. Uh, my assumption is that she I mean, well, I, I feel like she has a, a view on the government and a view on on corporations and would like to put that into this book. And I don't necessarily think that she's 100 percent wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, right? Like it's um, it's always. It's it, it's an interesting I, I, I don't I don't want to bring modern day politics into this, to be clear. But I'm yeah. you know, thinking of the politics of the 90s. Of the right? time, it, yeah, it was a very interesting balance between the progressive left and the, the governmental left. Right. Yeah. And, you know, can you criticize the government at the same time you want to expand the rights of people through the government? And of course, mm-hmm. it's easy targets for them because they're targeting Reagan and then Bush. Right. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're in 1990. They're trying to win the fledgling Bush ad- administration. That'd be George Herbert Walker Bush. And W. Not W. It's not what I said. Oh. H.W. H.W. Oh. <laughs> not the W. Bush. That's a whole that's different a, discussion. That's a different, on that's, a different that's a different. That's a different. Different. I'm sorry, everybody. I heard. I heard that. I heard. You heard H.W. Like Herbert Walker. And you yeah. went W. Yeah, I heard that, and I was like, "Oh no, I was like, bad me." Bad but me. anyway, uh, sorry. Anyway, I'm gonna break that. I'm coming to your house, and I'm breaking it. So <laughs> better hide it before I come see. My wife bought your this house for again. me. She bought this for me. She said it would yeah. be fun. Well, I own a hammer, and she said she said you would like it. There's one, no way she said that I would like it, and. <laughs> Two, I own hammers. <laughs> I've seen you use hammers. You're not very good with them. Exactly. That's how I destroy things. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, now okay. we're in the house. And, and okay. honestly, you should have used this on one of the other issues, because at least this issue has something we can talk about. Yes. Like, you could have used that on the next podcast that we certainly have like, recorded or the one after that. Well, I just got it. The stories get really I just, amazing. I just got it. Well, it's a new toy. You can give it back. So I can't give it back. It's a gift. Now we have now we have Captain America and Daredevil go in and they run the fake FBI agent off because he doesn't yeah. have a warrant and things. Yeah, yeah get out of here. We're holding up America. Not the kind of America that invades Panama, but the the kind of America that supports the rights of immigrants and everyone who lives here. That's right. Now, admittedly, too, right? This is consistent with the pre you were. This is consistent. I you read them, not me, but you explained to me like it's consistent with the Captain America before. Right. That went away before U.S. agent. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 It's very consistent because Captain America leaves because he has like a crisis of conscience. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah, he he feels like things aren't falling. They're falling apart. They're not going. They're they're not fitting together the way that he 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 he's like he's a man out of time, right? So and as things are progressively moving forward, and he's like, wait a minute, what are we doing? Why um I don't feel like I everything I stand for is incorrect, and that's you know a lot of a lot of what we're going to see in this book is really stands on that too. 
So what you're saying is as women and minorities gain more rights and we have more freedoms for gay people, Captain America is like, that's not right. And I've got to retire. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he's like he was talking about with the, the war on drugs and being misplaced. And what are we fighting for? We're not taking care of things that we should be taking care of. He's like, we're fighting the wrong things. We're doing the wrong stuff. I see. So it's more of a foreign policy issue. Yeah. Or international policy. Yeah. But then again, I mean, everybody, everybody has a different take on cap at the time. So maybe, maybe, maybe I'd have to, I have to take a look at some of those issues that you just brought up. Take a look at some of those issues in which maybe those things might be addressed and say, oh, maybe you're right, Dan. Maybe they're putting that on the cap and that's what the cap left. Well, and I'm I also just I mean, I'm I'm being a jerk, but I, I, I think like when you you need to look at what is is mentioned and what isn't right. Because mm-hmm. you've got like Captain America, like, man, the drug war is terrible and I'm having a crisis of consciousness of how America acts and, and things mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, what are they mentioning and what aren't they? And of course, you know, the comics code per- keeps them yeah. from mentioning some of the more important things, too. Right. So I, I think the things that the topics that you touched on don't get touched on in comics the way that you, well, the at, way, this, at this time at this time they don't get touched on i think like 10 years later they do and i think the the writing teams and editorial teams would be a little more progressive in their the way that they would write cap and how he would deal with that yeah <laughs> i would hope except- so uh, yeah, I, I, just to say, though, I mean, I know we're in the Daredevil book, but as long as we're bringing this up, right, like in the Captain America book, the three most powerful women right in the book mm-hmm. are Agent Carter, who just got screamed at by Captain America. Yeah. And told she was worthless and is a government agent, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, she was a government agent. Now she works yeah. for the Avengers. Yeah. A villain and another villain. Mm-hmm. OK. And one's from Russia. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, that could speak to, you know, dissatisfaction with how America's, you know, perception of women. But I, I don't know that they're enhancing it by having a cat fight over a scooter that flies. I like, think- I, I don't know that they're moving. Like, to me, that's not the best portrayal of the issue. Obviously, I mean, there are comics that are far worse and they're yeah. kind of women, right? So I don't want to get too far down that road. Well, I'm pretty sure if you want to. There were no women in refrigerators at- here, right? Bad Girls Inc. Oh God, yeah. That was, then that's I'm sure I'm sure we'd we'd that would be a whole um, bag of snakes uh, that that you could get into and and see what the portrayals are there. I think with what we're seeing in the Captain America book with uh, Diamondback and uh, Black Widow, you've got two women who are one. Basically, yes, you're you're correct. They're both they they had. Um, villainous storylines they're turning on that and coming back around to to more of a i want to say like uh a good they're they're you know they're turning to a good storyline and 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 trying to do good stuff but it's the femme it, fatale storyline right what do you do it, with the yeah. femme fatale when the 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 readers like that character but you they're not a femme fatale anymore you add another one in or you kill them, Electro. Yeah, but I mean, it's it it it's a it's definitely uh, you're you're right. It's it's definitely one of those situations where it's like, okay, well, we've got a bad portrayal, or we've got um, you've got your your situation where obviously Cap's got under got something going on, and that's why he's 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 treating everybody poorly. All the well, Cap the is here. Speak. Yes. Since you brought and, it up, I mean, we'll well, no, I mean, I think it's important, though. And I would say, you know, Anne Nascenti, I think, is is we're going to keep reading the story and see how Anne attacks uh, some of the issues going on in the United States at the time. Right. Specifically, mm-hmm. you know, Bart capitalism, big oil. But even in this story, we have Edith Bunker, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Who, you know, the unnamed wife of the unnamed wife. Yeah. A victor. Oh, Nora, she is named. It's Nora, it yeah. Is. I didn't find a name. Come meet my wife, Nora. But basically playing the Edith Bunker role of, oh, Archie, he's so silly. He just dreamed this up in a dream and he bumbled his way into solving this problem. Mm-hmm. 
while she sits at home in her dress and shawl. Like it, yeah. it's kind of weird. And you know, Archie Bunker hasn't been on the air for ten years at this point. Yeah. So yeah, I it just. But in syndication and reruns, it hadn't stopped. Yeah, it it does feel a little. And again, I don't want to. I I think I think that Andesenti does a much better job attacking some of these issues, right? Than we're seeing. Yeah. yeah in the right. main top stories. So I mean, in the next in the next page or two, it's just like a huge diatribe of caps where he talks about the situation that America's in uh, with all these different things and trying to, you know, basically get Daredevil to understand why he's frustrated with this stuff. Yeah, and specifically the difference in the Anasenti book, right? She says Captain America does say, I noticed the rage, the rage of the poor, angry at the obvious wealth around them and the racism. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but so much hate between races, between classes. There's such a gap between the rich and poor. In New York, it's like a third world country living at the feet of elite corporate kings. Right. So we are setting up this story right with the commentary. But leading mm-hmm. up into this story, we got none of this. Yeah. None of this is coming from Captain America. He's just like people that use sell drugs are bad. I'm going to go kill them. Except for the fact that a lot of the people potentially selling drugs who are named like jerkweed and fuckwad and whatever else by Mark Grunwald are the exact people serving at the feet of the elite corporate kings in his book and are just doing that so they can fucking eat. Yeah. And that's what dry, you know, so like that's again, what drives crazy because you're like, Cap, don't you understand? Don't you see that the other half of the coin that you're you're fighting against is the same half? And at, at and on one hand, where Anne Asenti, again, complimenting Anne, right, writes this nice, like, monologue, right, and discussion between Captain America and Daredevil. In the other book, which is Captain America's book, um, if you sold a drug in your life, your name is Jerkweed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and you're completely dehumanized, right? You don't even have a name mm-hmm. in Mark Grunwald's world. You have no name. Right. Yes, next I go on a Fight Club rant, right? But the <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess I, and that's the stark contrast. Like this is, you know, I I like this story, right? Like yeah. the inconsistencies we're pointing out are the editorial inconsistencies across Marvel, right? right and yeah. across the two books. I mean, if you're going to uh, marry up two books to to have the the two headliners cross paths a couple times through their stories, make sure that the the storylines are consistent between the two and at least having the talking points being on the same level and page and with the same tone. And spoiler alert, when Daredevil goes back to Captain America books, none of this is talked about. No. And none. It's, Zero. It's just, it's like it didn't exist. Yeah. And that's what's frustrating. I mean, that's right. I I know your frustrations at. And then the same with like the Captain America, his whole entire monologue is is great. If you read this book and you get this monologue, it's great. But you go back to his book and it's as if he never had this realization and doesn't even have this understanding of the current world situation and why things are not good, because he's on a totally different level. And well, it's it's not even it's it's not even checked. <laughs> well, we're going to get into it and we do get a com- We get a couple of comments uh, that hint at one for this story. Captain America says toward the end of his little monologue discussion, his car threatens the oil industry. We're re- referring to Victor's car. This country stands for progress and technology. But what it really stands for is planned obsolescence. Right. So we're, we're previewing what's going to happen in the rest of this book. And he mentions the military industrial complex. Um, but then Daredevil down at the last panel is like, he usually stays so cool and restrained. I've never seen him uh, so rarefied, so outspoken. Even what he's saying, I would have guessed uh, he'd view such ideas as subversive. So um, to say these things, Daredevil thinks there's something wrong with him. Right. Yeah. And there's... and we'll get into the what's wrong with him in future podcasts. But I don't want to spoil the story as we yeah, go yeah. through. But it's uh, I think this is just, the pointing the, the that, that Daredevil is pointing out. Something is up with Cap. I can't put a finger on it. And that's hence why we have the crossover uh, later on, which is good. Right. 
but this is the only the only moment in which this type of thing is even touched on is in this page really <laughs> yeah and then and then we get to the middle of the page and this is where i will critique and nascentia a little bit right uh-huh. Because Captain America says, this flag is like my skin. I wrap myself in it and believe in its binds. My heart protects me. But sometimes it's a skin I ache to jump out of. Victor is a true American, an immigrant with a dream, an inventor. Like all those good folks that came here and sort of all those nice white people from Europe, they came here and, you know, took over everything. Right. Mm -hmm. America is all about immigrants with dreams. Yeah. I don't know what I'm expecting here yet, but... (laughs) At least an acknowledgement. And we do get that acknowledgement because she will tie it back in. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she does. Yeah, I mean, it's it's solid. Yeah. But I do think there's a little bit of an overplay on, you know, that whole immigrant's dream manifest destiny kind of commentary there. Mm -hmm. At least she acknowledges the native experience in the commentary, though. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's infinitely. I mean, it's. It's the next because Daredevil pines back, right? It's on the next page. Yeah. And Daredevil says the Indian believed as a source of all authority was the self. They were fiercely independent. And I think that's the place to start the self. But it's still like an oversimplification of the issue, right? We're not really right. getting into. <laughs> we get Captain America, immigrants with dreams. That's what makes America. And then Daredevil's like, <laughs> eh. Indians are are <laughs> independent. Like, um, not necessarily. And I think it's a massively oversimplification. It depended on the culture and the group. And uh, yeah. So, you know, again, but at least I'll give Anacetia. She tries to weave these things, these themes in Mm -hmm. and and get them in for the reader, at least. Right. Um, And now we're back talking to Edith Nora. Yeah. And she says, my husband is a special man. I know this will sound crazy, but he listens to his dreams. So more of that American dream sort of notion. Right. And she shares that he didn't, he's not smart enough to necessarily come up with the plans for this. He just stumbled into them. Oh, he's trying. And then we get a really cool like vision of his dream and we get like every bad guy logo. (laughs) Yeah. All the different, all the different big oil cars, everything. And I love how they cut off the logos. So it's like Exxon, but the N's cut off. And Texaco, but the T's cut off. And mm-hmm. Shell, but you can't see the last L and part of the right. S, right? So right. they can, the Ford, where part of the F's cut off. So they can do this without getting sued, theoretically. But I don't really know how they couldn't. I mean, if one of those companies, uh, and then we get a Chevy Ford, Chrysler, Lee Iacocca's <laughs> ugly head pops up. Yeah. And, uh, and a Honda in there which is random. Right. Uh, that's kind of weird. But anyway, didn't really feel like the Honda one fit in the diatribe, but okay, cool. Uh, you know, um, anyway, they hear something in the garage and there's magically while they were all talking, they didn't hear the garage door open. <laughs> no. Like 70 people walk into the garage with weapons. And, they're just and then we get a, a pretty sweet Mark Bagley page. Of yeah. Poses. Yeah. And we must have changed. Was this Williamson or or what? Williamson at Sonoma. Who were yeah, we again? Yeah, it's different. It's definitely a different artist or a different. Yeah, different line. There's a different anchor going on because yeah, the uh, facial hair looks like facial hair now. Yeah, it doesn't look like a thumbprint. It looks good. And they pose with the light, and they're like, "Put down those things!" And they, for the next several pages, kick the shit out of everybody in the garage. Yep. And then the car is destroyed. No. And Victor comes in. Oh no, my car! Oh, my car! And Captain America's like, we failed. Uh, dastard. And in all this time, Victor pops out, or, or no, he's in bed. That's right. He doesn't yeah. actually see it. He just knows. He just and knows. Victor he sneaks it. out of the he's house. to the car. Yeah, he sneaks out of the house, and they assure Nora that nothing's going to hurt Victor. And then the next minute, Victor's on top of the Biggers Furniture Company. Yeah. Big, big building, big building. And he's up there. Big three story building. Yeah, well, building. If you've ever tried to jump off a building, one story. OK, two stories. Not so great. Three stories. No, one Four story a little much, honestly. But I've jumped yeah. off a one story building. How'd that go? It wasn't fun, but it did it. <laughs> well, anyway, there's a bunch of people saying it's the crackpot, the faker. And we've got the media there and everybody and 
They're all like, ah, oh, it's the guy who thought his car could fly. And then he jumps off the roof. Ah! And he drops the American flag down to Captain America, who saves it from hitting the ground. And he flies away. Like the vulture. And he becomes the vulture. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he's got the whole entire harness, the the jet, the everything, the propulsion system. The just harmonics. Like the, the harmonic propulsion system just shrunk down from his car into a little little, little backpack, just like the vulture. And huh. Captain America at the or bottom grabs the flag and he says, and this, this is the flag I loved. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. It's not a bad standalone story. No, not a bad standalone like, story. I think you're right. Like I was being a little annoyed earlier, but I probably would want to read more Anne Nascenti Daredevil, right? Just to see what it's all about. Right. Uh, this I know we looked this up before. This was not the regular art team with her either. So no. this is this is a standalone. It was a standalone story intentionally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it moves us back into the cap stories we're going to see in it in a bit. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think the worst part about this is I wish this was the Captain America story that we were reading. But it's not. Like, I wish the nuance was in this that we're seeing here is in the Streets of Poison story. Even if that nuance isn't perfect, right? Like, even if the messaging wasn't perfect, at least we'd see something. Like, the messaging here is not perfect, but yeah. it, it's better. It's substantially better than the it, messaging we're getting yeah, in the others. Yeah. No, it's good, but it's not. It's, yeah, it's sadly not what we get. Nora's name wasn't Jerkweed. No, and we don't but, have massive. That's the thing is, like, I, I think that they're trying to dehumanize the bad guys. So you you get names that don't that are forgettable unless you're Dan and you hyper fixate on on their names. Well, I'm hyper fixing on it because they are being dehumanized, right? It's insulting yeah. to the reader. Oh, I that's know. The... Yeah. But I think that their intent as an editorial team is to dehumanize the bad guys and make them make you not like them drug peddling scum yeah but i think the big baddies it. get names yeah it's true and yes you're right it does it does um it it does not service the readers as uh intelligent or you know it it, makes it also it, just reads terribly yeah yeah right yeah. like it it doesn't it, it reads as a joke right like this this story does not right like this story reads like a a, a like script. a story like yeah it's a story the other one is it's hard to i obviously it's comic books right so you're not supposed to necessarily suspend your your disp, you're supposed to suspend your disbelief but i can't right like when they're saying they're in fictional new york right but you know people are driving around the streets calling each other jerkweed it reads like a shitty after school special script right instead of you know something i want to read in comics and as as much as I just uh, I've just finished. I finally got around to it. Howard Chaikin told me to read it like four years ago. Uh-huh. Um, but I finally got around. I, I've got the first three done. Uh, I just read that. I've read, finished the first three issues of Hey Kids Comics. And, you know, he's pointing out that the, the comic book writers of the 40s, 50s and 60s were like, you know, those guys are idiots for reading our stuff. But, you know, yeah. he points out it evolves. Right. Like and all of a sudden that thing be, that thing that they thought was a joke becomes the culture right and in right. in this case when you're writing cultural commentary right i think it's important to be real i mean this is why we were deriding the teen titans books too right cuz they yeah. weren't real where you had the mainline new teen titans was trying to be a teenage soap opera and i'm not saying it's real but they they were trying to address like real issues right and what people face as they leave adolescence and go on to be a young adult and then all of a sudden you get this interlude with these shitty books about the drug war and and here is the same way right like it's it's almost like we're getting this interlude like again i don't know what was happening in the captain america book before this because i didn't go back and read them and honestly you know, the letter columns tell us we should be reading them, but yeah. nothing in the Grunwald writing is telling me to go back and read those books. Right. Like it wasn't like the Iron Man books where I was like, oh, oh. I'm going to go like read the six before yeah. this and I'm going to go yeah. read the, the four after. Right. Because I need more. these are good. Um, this is like, no, but I will say I, I'll give and to some credit here because it isn't the normal art team. So I won't necessarily credit them. And some of the art in this book is. Not great, especially the first half of it. The inking's really terrible. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. We get some good Captain America chins in it in the first. Yeah. But for the most part, the the art in it's not great. But, you know, she tells a good story. It's an interesting standalone story. I'd potentially be interested in learning more about the Daredevil character. And I don't really care who these folks on the first page were or the first whatever, the people in the woods. Oh, yeah, the people in the woods. I I don't know either. I didn't uh, I. I didn't care before. I didn't care after. So but, um, could find out. but yeah, I mean, good talent story. But yeah, ultimately, uh, to your point, it falls a little bit flat because of the editorial misses here and just the, the bad writing in the other book. Right. It's not right. consistent. No. So good standalone story. If I just read this as a, if you just handed me this is a standalone and we're like, hey, Dan, read this. I would have been like, oh, that's a nice little standalone story. I wonder what was happening before and after why they needed an interlude story. Cool, but nice cooling off story. But in the streets of poison world, ugh, you know, yeah. this is it's 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 all right. Yeah. It's not consistent. And I'm not excited to read more streets of poison at all. Yeah, like it's not not my thing. But then we're doing a podcast about it. So now I'm going to turn around and tell you, you should read the streets of poison. So you can well, see if we're right. You should read it because we are told to read it and we're we were told to read it because it was so bad. We didn't believe it. Now we're telling you to read it so that you can make up your mind to tell us if you also think it's bad. Yeah, I mean, I honestly wondered if something could be as bad as the reports we were saying. And I was just thinking, ah, they're critiquing a 90s comic. But now it's it's pretty bad. But I'll say Daredevil 283. Not bad. Yeah, Yeah, not bad. You can read I, this one. If if you want to follow along with us on Streets of Poison, you can pick up Cap 375 and 376. Yep. And 76. And that's the end, right? Like, we only no, have a couple more, right? There's like two more after that. Uh, please. Please tell me there, there's two more after that. There's like yeah. two left. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Why? Okay. Just for you. And then and and then we're we're told and and listeners, you tell us what you think. Uh, had a had a suggestion. Uh, no. thrown at us no. yeah yeah we had no. a suggestion thrown at us uh to, no. to read cap wolf and dan no. is not i think quite possibly if we get enough people uh no. hitting us back saying that we should i think we should we should go find this cap wolf book after or, reading uh, these captain america books the last thing i want to read about is freaking cap wolf whatever that is i mean dan says no cap wolf but to me that means that for real for real we should I love it when you, your your suggestions are like, Dan doesn't want to do this, so we should definitely do it. I mean, you might actually turn around and like it. You might find something that you liked that you thought you wouldn't inside the story. And that's usually the case. Well, um, I can tell you we've got only two more Streets of Poison. Oh, no. That's such a liar. We have four more. Just four like more. I told you. I 375, told you. 376, 377, and 378. I, so what I'm we have to look smartest. forward to in the future are more giant bullseye heads, which yeah. one of our listeners pointed out that bullseye does have a giant head. Oh, okay. It's got a big head. It's because he's got all them brains in there. Yeah. So thank you for the social interaction. Yeah. And yeah, it it, it is. It is a giant head. Well, anyway, I think... Uh, Boy, oh boy, uh, I think <laughs> I think uh, do you have like another day of Kickstarter here. Uh, so we we are. Um, yeah, no, we got we got more days of uh, uh, Supernatural Baby Detective. Uh, How many more days of that. Starlight do we have? Starlight, Starlight, by the time this gets out there, unless you put this out. I mean, we're in the final days of Starlight. Uh, yeah. So final final saying. hours, the final day of Starlight. Uh, the final it, it's like in the last 50 hours right now. So three days. OK, something so, like that. so if you listen to this right away on September 20th, when this is out to yeah. our listeners, uh, you could still back Starlight, back Starlight. You can also back Supernatural Baby Detective. Yeah. And yeah. you should go back both of them. Kenrick on the mothership. Yeah. Go back both. Uh, Go look, back we, we will happily we don't ask for patreons on this podcast at least right now uh and so we'll tell you to go buy some buy something that you don't really need because you already have a mattress that you're probably sleeping on and enjoying no, i'm just not gonna fine. even ask you to pledge on on dragon eye dice on kickstarter that were pledged on four years ago that still haven't been delivered i wouldn't yeah. even ask you to do that we're i wouldn't telling ask you, you to 
to to pledge for Berserker on from Boom on Kickstarter when they deliver all of the Berserker comics to people after you know before you get your Kickstarter pledge. I would not ask you to do these things. I would only ask you to back people who actually complete the book and then have it ready to go after you bid on it. Yeah, go back. uh, Go back. Starlight. S T A R L I T E. Issue number six. I'm working on number seven right now with Travis. Uh, just doing some finalized writing on it to to make sure it is a great closing issue. But uh, that Get is back something. Supernatural baby detective. Yeah. yeah, Supernatural baby detective Kenrick. Uh, he did a great job on it. I'm I'm glad to be working with him on it, and uh, you, you you'll get to see me. Um, you know. Um, working with him on the future issues as well. So I mean, we're just asking you to, to go, you know, I'm showing, I'm showing things that I love because I, and, and thinking, I just it. mentioning that too, yeah. talking about, again, we're not going to be perfect. We may advocate for something that gets messed up along the way, but alpha yeah. dogs is already on its way to me. We've, I've got issue four coming Sweet. right now. Alpha so dogs. I'm super excited about that. Already have the E version, um, have issue four. So when we wrap up streets of poison, we may wrap up alpha dogs. Cause I want to oh. find out what happens in issue four. I can't wait to read that. So, yeah, lots of good stuff out there. Keep looking for comics. Look for Marvel DC. Look, but look for these other things on Kickstarter, too. Look for things yeah. you'll enjoy. And Check them out. have a lot of fun with it. And, and of course, as always, you could always go potentially see Greg, but definitely see Anne at the Retro Emporium on Meeker Street in Kent, Washington. As long as you go there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. But don't go there on Monday because Anne will be at home doing Legos. So leave Anne alone on Monday. That's yeah. her Lego time. Yeah, but bring your bring your phone, take a picture in front of the mural that's still there right now. So come and get a picture in front of our mural where our window used to be. <laughs> Before it's gone. Before it's gone, yeah. Before there's a new window. You have to Before go get there's a, a new window. Yeah, get it and, while it's there. And there you go. So uh, you can check that out. And I don't think we have anything big to plug. Uh, our good friend Brett will be Rose at City? Rose City Comic Con. Yeah. And that's this up. weekend, right? Yeah, this weekend. So go see so him there. You can go see Brett there and get pick up a cool prints. And, and of course, Brett is the artist on Starlight. So if yeah, you yeah. want to get some, if you didn't, you know, if you aren't backing for some reason, which we encourage you to, but you could also go get some of the past issues from Brett and get them signed. Yeah, do that. I would definitely do that. So and buy 20 more prints from Brett because he's awesome. Yes. And he has a reissue of uh, uh, um, trying to think what is he, you know, what, where what are you? people burn and oh, oh, spontaneous auto auto burning. Is it spontaneous? <laughs> spontaneous combustion. Yes. Uh, spo- it, the book is called spontaneous, but yes, yes. it's it's <laughs> the book is called spontaneous. There's a reissue of spontaneous out if you want to support Brad. Yeah. Too. It's got new it, art, new cover. Re, right? Yeah, redid the, the art some of the art in there it's actually really really good i think he showed us oh the book's fantastic the book is fantastic i i read it i have reread it it recently really great book yeah so okay that was the most messed up plug we've done but we plugged a whole bunch of stuff so yeah we did it and you can see how our brain works and if you ever play that thing again i'm taking a hammer to it so (laughs) i'm dan and that's greg and this was another episode of funny book forensics we did some daredevil bye bye 